0: We'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 2nd, 2019. We're going to just continue this last, wrapping this up with uh, exposing apostle slash pastor Paula White. And this is just a little synopsis, her life, her scandals, her lawsuits, her struggles. Uh, I just want to really round this out with, with a couple things here.
1: I'm still
0: apostle, still visionary, and I'm going to lay it out for you. Hi, my name is Ted, and
2: today I'm going to be talking to you about Paula White, her life, and her scandals. Paula White is the pastor who has become one of the most powerful women in the world, and it is not uncommon for her to be seen at President Trump's side, as he trusts and confides in her perhaps more than anybody else outside of his
0: family. I think it's the type of woman that he likes. She has a certain, like, uh, you know how he wants to surround himself with that supermodel type of look. And she's kind of got that look. And I think that's a big reason he, the Illuminati and Trump chose, because that's who Trump always likes to surround himself with. That whole playboy lifestyle type of thing that he likes to to exude. And I, I think it's a big reason, too, why he's chosen her.
2: But who is Paula White, and how did she get to where she is today? Paula grew up with an alcoholic mother who left her with caretakers when she went to work. Paula claims that different people abused her from the ages of 6 to 13, and during that time she battled with bulimia. Still in her teens, she fell for Dean Knight, who was a local country rock musician, and by the time she was 18 she was pregnant with his child. Still, at the age of 18, life began getting better for Paula as the two got married, got saved, and began attending a Damascus Church of God in Maryland, and when their son was born, they named him Bradley. Life
0: could have... Bradley was the one that was on their, flashing the cornuto sign with his mom.
2: Continued in a very normal world with normal kids in a normal neighborhood, but Paula fell for another man in the church, Randy White. She says that they never had a romance until both of them had been fully divorced. Right. But members of the church claim that the spouses of Randy and Paula came to them for counseling because there was an ongoing affair with Randy. Of course and there Paula. was. If this was true, then life was not so good for the rest of Paula's time at Damascus. Her marriage crumbled and people in the church were unhappy. I mean, that
0: by itself, being divorced, especially under those circumstances, would totally disqualify her. Even if, even if she was a man, it would totally disqualify her from ever being a pastor or an elder or a bishop or a deacon, according to what the Bible says. And I'm sorry, but that's what the Bible says. It's very clear. The best books that I know of are Dr. Roy Branson, pastor, a long time, he's been on my email list for a long, long time, He has a two-part book. One is uh, If Thou Shall Marry, I think, and the other is A Bill of Divorcement. And the first one is what you should look for if you're thinking about getting married. It's all the biblical parameters laid out. Best, finest thing I've ever read on marriage. And best, finest thing I've ever read on the biblical parameters of divorce, which there are some... Things in that book that may surprise you—that he gets into—that I've never heard another pastor cover about divorce. Um, that is very eye-opening, and I'm not going to get into it because it's—it's it's, that's a whole other study, and and really I would rather defer to those books and defer to Pastor Branson on that. But you can find those books online: "A uh, Bill of Divorcement" and uh, Dr. Roy Branson. If you just key in that, and he's got a little website. It's not real big the books come in. i think they come together i don't think you can order them separately uh, maybe you can maybe you can't i don't know but they're hardback books they're nice they're blue and um i would highly advise those books that's where i refer everybody to when it comes to the subject of marriage and divorce
2: what she was doing nevertheless paula was able to turn things around with the help of randy And they both divorced their spouses and married each other and then moved to Tampa to start a new life and a new church, which they called Without Walls International Church. Starting a new church was not easy for either one of them. For two years they served the community while living in poverty, but after those first two years life got better and better for the whites as their church began growing. In time, the Whites led a wildly successful church, becoming the second fastest-growing church in the United States and the seventh-largest church in the states. It was so successful that without walls, started a second campus in Lakeland, Florida, first renting and then buying a large building to accommodate.
0: The- Remember the the church growth and all this other stuff. If that was the case. Then Kenneth Copeland and Benny Hinn and Joel Osteen and all they would be considered men of god but that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of god and jesus said you know woe unto you when all men you know will speak well of you and all and and this is the true gospel the true biblical tenets if you follow is they will divide you're typically not going to see somebody that's you know really preaching the word of god having large churches it just doesn't happen because people get offended and leave whenever you see big gigantic mega churches that right there is a gigantic red flag that they're lukewarm
2: popularity and their growth in the wake of all this success paula started her own television show which brought celebrities such as donald trump to her doorstep looking for advice and inviting her into their worlds for bible studies and prayer Not only was her show a huge hit, it strangely became the most popular show on an African American
0: network. As their popularity grew, their income did as well. It's somewhere along the line, I think, what, and he's not going to get into this, but it's somewhere along the line. I don't know whether she made an overt deal with the devil or she got, she had a sexual liaison with the right, you know, uh, high level politician like Trump or, or, um, you know Benny Hinn or whatever but she got the nod at somewhere along the line and then when you get the nod from Satan you're going to get the goodies
2: Randy and Paula promised prosperity to their congregation if they gave to their ministry and like a pyramid scheme where the people on top benefit the most Randy and Paula experienced the benefits of living on the top it seemed that God rewarded them with wealth and prosperity a private jet multiple
0: homes a two million dollar house Jesus Christ, you know, when he was on the earth, the Son of Man hath nowhere to even lay his head. Is what he said. Okay, Jesus essentially had no nothing. Now I'm not saying every pastor should live that way, but to have jets and multiple mansions and Kenneth Copeland, you know, airport that he flies his personal jets out of on his multi-thousand-dollar, multi-thousand-acre, whatever palatial estate in texas i mean these people they're you know verily they have the reward as jesus said verily this is all you're gonna get this is the closest you're ever gonna get to heaven uh these but i truly do believe it's just it's more than that these are these are closet luciferians i think we've proven that over and over uh just can toronto blessing unmasked and you'll see those videos those videos online are actually my videotapes that i sent to a listener in the united kingdom and he put them online because i didn't know how to convert the video vhs videotapes and put them online and he he got it done and, and got them up there and it's like you know 20 hours of footage that proves now granted understand it's a copy of a copy and it's a vhs tape so it's not the best quality but you know You'll understand when you see them, you know, why they, why that information, they tried to ban it and this type of stuff. But it, go, it gets into the Benny Hinn and the chemical, and this is way, way long ago. This is like in the 80s and the 90s and Kenneth Hagan and all these devils. And I really, truly believe conclusively proves that they, the, these people are Satanists. They are Satanists at the top.
2: And Paula was able to purchase an apartment in the New York Trump towers worth over six million dollars huh,
0: I wonder I wonder if she ever had any little uh, liaisons or affairs with old the old Trumpster she lived in the same exact apartment building. Remember he lives in the penthouse she had an apartment there and this is way before he was ever elected. so you know what I mean uh, the way Trump is with women come on let's let's be realistic here.
2: They bought expensive cars and the finest clothes. Things were looking good for Randy and Paula, but like King Solomon, who led his nation into a time of great prosperity, trouble was brewing behind the scenes. The problems began to surface at the height of their ministry. Accusations came from one of the associate pastors and one of the accountants working for Without Walls. Like many other Pentecostal churches, Rani and Paula encouraged the congregation to put jewelry into the offering as well as money. (laughs) And when offerings came in to be counted, one accountant claims that Paula sifted through very carefully and took the best of the jewelry and stuffed them into her desk drawer, never to be seen again.
0: Wasn't that what a good pastor should do? Apostle pastor? you know skim off the really good good i mean i'm sure she's getting a gigantic amount of this the money anyway but i mean skim off all the best jewelry and uh you know keep it for yourself you know god's not looking right you no know, nobody's angels aren't there holy spirit's not around to you know witness these types of things
2: another pastor quit accusing the whites of bullying using excessive force of verbal abuse and asking for and taking money from the congregation that was not properly earmarked for them. If things couldn't get worse, the IRS stepped in and began snooping into the financial affairs of Without Walls. One IRS employee complained not only of the lack of cooperation, but she wrote that she and her sources received threatening phone calls. In the end, the IRS backed off and said so they couldn't find... I anything. think they were
0: told to back off. You don't ever tell the IRS what to do. They're the 800-pound gorilla in the room. The ultimate bully. And you're telling me they were bowing up to the IRS and the IRS backed off? Well, when you have friends in high places like Trump and other people in the Illuminati, you can wield that type of power. A lot of the people in these upper echelons in the Illuminati, they don't pay a dime to the IRS. Which, you know... I I don't have a problem with that from the standpoint everything that goes into the IRS, not one dime of it goes into running in this company, country. The the Reagan commission, the Grace commission that Reagan sanctioned proved that. Not one dime of what you pay to the IRS. But it's solely absorbed on the interest, on the on the federal debt and most likely also goes into to the bankers' pockets and the black projects that where a lot of that money disappears into. None of it goes to run in this country though. It's all, it's all for you know, elicit things that, you know, have nothing to do with, but it's like they're nice slush fund. They get to dip in and take whatever they want. The Any wicked faction of the government and the bankers, which own the International Monetary Fund.
2: At the same time all of this was going on, the church was beginning to face problems with the Christian loan company they were working with. The company worked with them as much as possible.
0: Why would they need loans if they're just raking in the cash? I don't understand that. And the Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender, so I don't really see how that's biblical. If you have a church and you have all these gigantic loans outstanding, standing like mort 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 mortgages, meaning death contracts, as we talked about earlier, mortgage death contract, it's unbiblical, guys. I'm sorry, it is. Now I'm not coming down on people that have a mortgage and and saying they're bad or what. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that whatever you could do to get out of it, I would highly advise because it. it It's not something where, you know, you're yoked up with a wicked, evil banking system, printing money out of thin air and fiat currency. It's just not a good thing to be a part of.
2: The debt kept on growing. A small but constant battle ensued between the head of the company and the whites, each blaming the other for different problems. In reality, the whites were practicing what they preached borrow from the future and direct that money to the ministry or to the ministers in charge and god
0: will more than pay it off right no bible for any of this bible against it but no bible for it in the end this only created
2: a growing debt it is probably the stress of debt the stress of the irs and the accusations coming in and from growing responsibilities that ruined paula's second marriage so in what she calls a weak moment the couple divorced
0: oh, no. meanwhile the problem they weren't were ever married in god's eyes anyway but go ahead
2: with the irs and the news of the divorce hit the church very hard but it was hardest on randy who stepped down from his position shortly after and went downward from there getting pulled over mm. for drunk driving and eventually going into rehab for addiction to medical drugs
0: second husband second second illicit husband
2: Paula took over as pastor for both the Tampa and the Lakeland campuses but the Lakeland campus was a mess from the very beginning it was never able to grow enough it fell behind on its bills and the building fell into disrepair Mm. eventually the electricity was shut
0: off. Wow what a good steward what a good
2: steward during the same time Paula traveled each month to preach at Family Praise Center in San Antonio Texas where Pastor Richard, the founder of Family Praise Center, was going through his own battles with divorce and for asking... And again, women. nobody
0: ever steps down when they get a divorce, even though biblically they're supposed to, if they were ever qualified to begin with. Because there's, that's not the only requirement to be a pastor. You must rule your own house well as, as well. How many pastors out there have families that are absolute total wrecks? I know one here personally, kind of in town here, where, where I'm at. And one of his boys is uh, total homosexual, flagrant. The other two girls, uh, I couldn't even get into it. It's, I don't even want to say it on air. It's, it's, it's so bad that anybody that knows anything about the church, if they've got any kind of discernment, will refuse to go just because of the reputation that the pastor has and that his family has. And that's that's kind of normal. And he has a gigantic church. And they fly all over the earth and they make, they're make they just raking in the money. They live in a three-story house. Um, and they never want for money from what I ever seen. I'm not gonna say any more than that, but that's kind of typical. And the thing is, is if you don't rule your own house well, and then there's other qualifications. I get into all that in the biblical qualifications for pastor, which in which is the teaching I, I uh, posted in the PDF for what what can women do for the Lord. Or you can key you can keyword those searches those words in at contendingfortruth.com as well. Um, but there's other qualifications, but that by itself. How many pastors are ruling their own house well, you know, and all, meeting all of the other requirements? I dare say hardly any at this point, in America at least. Very few. And then they go in and blow the whole thing up by yoking up with the government and their 501c3 status. And most of the time using perverted Bible versions, and most of the time bringing in all kind of worldly programs into the church. Christian rock and all this other stuff. So, you know, but what what does it matter anyway? Who 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 cares about what the Bible says anymore anyway? I mean, you know, when did that ever matter? In today's day and age,
2: they have phone sex.
0: Then using
2: church money to silence the oh, Hold on, let's hear this. for again. asking women. Founder, so, a family praise center was going I'm going during to- the same time. Paula traveled each month to preach at Family Praise Center in San Antonio, Texas, where Pastor Richard, the founder, a family praise center was going through his own battles with divorce and for asking women to have phone sex.
0: Oh, there you go. Then
2: using church money
0: to silence the women involved. There you go. Pay him off. Well, this is a perfect place for Paula to go. She'd be welcoming right at home. Two devils in a pod.
2: Rumors began to circulate that Paula and Richard were dating. Oh, no. At the same time, Paula... Grew a reputation for suing
0: people she didn't like. Oh, I bet. And local ministers... That's what devils like her do. That's what devils like Trump do. They just sue you. They'll turn around and just boggle you down in, in legal stuff to try to keep your mouth shut when you're putting out truth over them. Because they're of their father the devil and of his lust and of his works they will do. And they want to keep their works in darkness. Saying anything negative about Paula in public. In one case,
2: she sued one of her own associate pastors who left the Lakeland church to start his own, taking many parishioners with him. This practice is called sheep stealing, and it is very common in many churches throughout the world, but bringing lawsuits against those who steal sheep is highly unusual. Paula's leadership at Without Walls only lasted about a year before Randy returned to the pulpit, thus leaving Paula to move on to her next position. Mm.
0: The humanity.
2: When Paula stepped down, without Walls was in a financial mess, which included 22 million dollars in debt. Mm. Boy, Two oh, boy. years later, with another four million dollars added to that debt, without Walls filed for bankruptcy.
0: Oh boy! But luckily for Paula, but she was able to live that lavish lifestyle, in, you know, in between. And that's the big reason they had to go bankrupt because you know she was using probably the majority of those funds on her own self-centered, selfish desires needs and, and that's why she wasn't raking in enough profits from the church from the sheeple to subsidize her lifestyle and run the church at the same time and pay the staff and then all the other bills that i'm sure were occurring so you know
2: she was able to leave the church before it filed for bankruptcy and she was able to continue her rise in prosperity you believe popularity. This?
0: It's, it's like Trump having six bankruptcies And ending up president And then the big reason he had the six bankruptcies Is because he raped six different kids And had to pay off six different families Millions of dollars But yet he ends up president You know That's typical for, for, for the world that we're living in Things must have been hard for Paula at this
2: time As she went through what she called Persecution oh, from no. the IRS Oh, People attacking her Spending habits how dare the second they. The campus closing and stores, local pastors fearing her and a second divorce. But as luck would have it, the sun began shining again for her.
0: That's right. Okay, so I'm I'm going to skip to the third part cuz I don't want to I don't want to devote a lot of more time to this than I already have and I'm just going to skip to the third part. and We'll play about 5 minutes here so wrap it up a little bit. So far in Paula's life. Rumored affairs. Randy and Paula White build a $26 million debt. Randy and Paula White ruin two churches. Randy and Paula White get rich. Randy and Paula White get a divorce. DUI. Remember, that was her second divorce, I believe. Rehab. Paula steals a church. Now, remember, I'm skipping to the third part. The IRS still coming after a lawsuit. Answer this
2: question.
0: Tell me Today in part three, real, can Paula destroy a YouTuber
3: does it
0: and stop a Wall Street you Journal writer? The- can Paula ruin another church? Lose does Paula watch porn being soul. pursued by two bachelors? still One still married, lose one just divorced. Will Paula find true love? Oh, that was Benny Hinn, we know that. So this is July of 2010. And
2: the stress of the busy life Paula lived, no doubt took its emotional toll on Paula. So when Benny Hinn invited her to go with him to Rome, she packed up her bags and joined him for a week-long adventure. But as luck would have it, the cheesiest of tabloids, the National Enquirer, oh, no. somehow got wind of their time together or else by chance caught them and got a picture of Benny and Paula holding hands. Now, the National Enquirer is not a magazine most people would take that seriously, but a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah, it was a real say. picture. <laughs> this one picture created a huge scandal that Paula could not they, find enough lawyers to fix.
0: No, I mean, and Benny, they, they admitted to it. What are you going to do? They got him dead to rights. They got pictures of him. They got the they're walking out of the, the swanky hotel together, and he they were both admittedly over there for this Vatican thing. Fling with fellow preacher rocks Christian community. She could,
2: however, deny that anything sexual had happened between them. Of course, and that she did. It's
0: puritanical.
2: On Benny's side, he admitted that it was inappropriate for him to invite her to go with him for that week, but he emphatically denied that anything happened sexually. In the wake of such negativity from those pictures, Donald Trump asked her why she didn't ask him for help
0: before the pictures hit that's right of course he did yeah donald donald's an expert at this if anybody has had more you know trying to cover up more sexual liaisons and affairs and raping little children and paying off people and going bankrupt if anybody you're going to need to go to to get good solid firm advice about this exact situation donald trump is the man to go to and hey she lives in the same building he lives in trump towers and here they are together. They're in, uh, she's in his office here, or whatever, with Donald Trump. ...people he could have talked to to keep that article from being
2: published. It turns out that AMI, the parent company of the National Enquirer, was paying hush money to a woman who had an affair with the president before he got elected. Yep. In response to Donald's offer... And
0: there's the picture of the woman. She's a former Playboy model. Our, 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 um, traitor in chief, Don the Khan. Sorry, I'm trying to, I don't know why this isn't playing. Paula told him her life
2: changed in a good way when one of her disciples, Jonathan Cain from the bandit journey asked her out shortly after his second divorce. Jonathan had met her several years previously while flying on Southwest Airlines first class. Paula had dropped a book in the aisle. Because and- they only fly first class. I mean,
0: I've never flown for first class in my whole life. Ever. I mean, I understand I was a doctor at one point, and I still am, but, you know, it's just not something I've done. But these preachers at this level, that's all they do. They don't even, You. I mean, if not, if not even a private jet would be... More the norm, okay, much more the norm a private jet. And she had her own private jet, just like Kenneth Copeland, just like Benny Hinn, and all these others. Typically, they have their own private jets, but when they have to, they'll fly first class.
2: Jonathan picked it up for her, and as he picked it up, he noticed her expensive shoes and asked her what she did for a living. She told him she was a motivational speaker. But after more questions, she fessed up and said she was a pastor, upon which Jonathan started talking about his need to renew his love for uh, God that he had when he was a young Absolutely. Catholic boy. With Paul's help, Jonathan renewed his faith, and years later, after his divorce, he asked her out on a date. In time, they married, and they are now
0: considered a power Four cop. months after his second divorce, um, he married this Jezebel witch and of course I'm sure he's a warlock so it's perfect I mean it's it's a match made in hell and it's perfect none of none of these divorces or in in remarriages are sanctioned by God anyway but what does it matter to them Lose your soul so charles colson once made a quote we would bring in religious leaders into the white house and they would be dazzled by the aura of the oval office and found them to be about the most pliable of any of the special interest groups we worked with meaning if the the pastors and the preachers were and this is back in the day when charles colson was in there um they were the easiest by far to manipulate so, I mean, it's the way it should be, I guess, you know, from a Christian standpoint, sure. Soul. In
2: 2011, Donald Trump was thinking about running for the presidency, so he called Paula, and she gathered about 30 people to pray with him. According to Paula, they prayed for about six hours. Mm, Some six sources claim that Paula told Donald that day, that it was not the right time. But at Liberty University, Paula told the students. Many people don't know, back in 2011, he was considering running for president. And he called me up and he said, Paula, would you bring about, you know, bring a a handful of men and women of God around? And he said, I want to pray and and see. What what do you think? And so we prayed for him probably.
0: Men and women of God. You mean men and women of Satan? Because that's all she'd have access to. I mean, is really the reality of it.
2: hours that day just spoken to his life prayed for him the next day I said what do you think he said I don't believe it's God's timing four years later after another prayer meeting with a group of evangelicals Paula and Donald decided it was time since then she has been counseling and advising
0: the president regularly and this so it goes on a little bit more, but that's been his right hand man here. She's literally on his right side as he's, you know, after he's president, I mean, I mean, it's all facts that are easily verifiable. What we're talking about here. It's it's, this is not something that's hard to prove. Uh, let's continue on here. Evangelical leader, Jerry Falwell Jr. is totally cool with Trump's playboy cover picture. And I mean, the magazine playboy, um, and here's a picture, and it's I put it into the uh, PDF here. You can do any kind of keyword search, though. Uh, Donald Trump with Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife, Becky Falwell, during a meeting in New York City. And they're in his office. This is Jerry Falwell Jr. And they're in his office. And in the background are all these pictures. The This background is the same backdrop. Paula White just got a picture uh, in the video you saw. Or we were i was watching and you can watch that i give you the links to that and you can clearly see the playboy cover in the background uh, when donald trump was on the cover and it's it's ironic because here you have this evangelical leader and his wife there in donald trump's office and you've got the picture playboy in the background it's it's a good look it's it's a really good look The, the bible says to you know abstain and flee all appearance of evil and these types of things, but it doesn't matter to these types anyway. A top evangelical leader dismissed social media loudmouth as holier than thou for taking him, how dare they take him to task for posing with Donald Trump the Playboy near a framed copy of the magazine Softcore Porn Playboy. How dare they're holier than thou. We need to all loosen up and lighten up, according to Falwell. The the flap started when Jerry Falwell Jr., the president of Liberty University, uh, and the son of Southern Baptist pastor, tweeted the picture saying he was honored to introduce the real Donald Trump at religious leader summit today in New York City. He did an incredible job. I'm glad they went right from there to a religious leader meeting, and they had the they took the pre the pre um. Uh, before they went to the to meeting, they had to have their photo up in front of the Playboy magazine. It's good. The March 1990 Playboy featuring Trump and model Brandy Brandt on the cover is a permanent fixture fixture in the mogul's Manhattan office and one of several framed magazines featuring the Donald and was spotted behind Falwell's life, wife, Becky Falwell. Now, this was back in 2016. This was report june 22nd 2016 this report broke literally a frame picture on the wall of a candidate with a porn star as a major evangelical evangelical leader endorses him wrote nathan leno another person joked i could literally hang a porno on the wall and i wouldn't lose any evangelical endorsements well you know it's pretty much gotten to that point yeah I, I, i can't really argue so the next part is entitled to those who think donald trump is a christian and This is some really brutal information, and I'm not even going in depth. I'm going to give you all the links if you want to explore any of this stuff. I'm rapid fire exposing this devil once again on some issues that probably some of these things I've never even covered. Um, Soon after announcing his presidential bid, Trump described the experience of taking communion as, When I drink my little wine, which is about the only wine I drink, and have my little cracker, In that same interview, Trump remarked that he wasn't sure he had ever asked God for forgiveness. Well, of course he hasn't. He doesn't need to. That's what he thinks. Continuing, even the person considered to be Trump's closest spiritual confidant, Florida pastor and apostle, Paul White, has said it would simply be futile and staged for Trump to try to publicly discuss his faith. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Shortly before his apparent recent assassination, David, Rabbi David Goldberg, who I played clips of him on here, stated that Trump converted to Judaism three years ago and believes Jared Kushner is the Messiah Mosiach. Um, in order to be a Kabbalist, you have to have already converted Uh, to, to be a true practicing Kabbalist. You would have already had to have converted. So I think this conversion happened a lot longer than three years ago. Okay. Um, and he openly admitted that in the book that I read you the quote earlier. He came out recently and he said, I am the chosen one. Trump again plays his antichrist spirit messianic uh, claim as he embraces the king of Israel title. He's not the antichrist, guys. Okay. He's not. He's not biblically qualified. Jared Kushner could be. But Trump on a lot of different levels could not be the antichrist. I don't, I don't believe that. I've done whole studies on proving that from a biblical standpoint. But is he a a Antichrist? Sure. Is he going to be maybe integral in ushering the Antichrist? Sure. Especially if it's Jared Kushner. You know? So he's going to play his part if he lives to, you know, if they choose not to sacrifice him or or whatever. Uh, Donald Trump is also a knighted 33rd degree uh, Scottish Rite Jesuit Red Dragon Luciferian Freemason. Uh, Here's two videos that go into that. I'm not going to get into it. i don't have time trump's luciferian but i give you all the links for it trump's luciferian Kabbalah tree of life award is in his office and um notice how he brags about it as he's giving the 666 hand sign which is the okay sign and states how this represents everything he believes in meaning this Kabbalah tree of luciferian Kabbalah tree of life award that hangs proudly in his office and it represents everything he believes in he says and there's a video proving it and what what is what is it what does that represent? Well, it represents Luciferianism, Satanism. And that is everything he believes in. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton connection to the British royalty uh, to Pharaoh blood, bloodline. The practice of child sacrifice to Moloch goes all the way back to ancient Egypt. The dollar bill displays the Egyptian pyramid in honor of this fact. And this Pharaoh bloodline is still in full power today. There's links, separate YouTube videos for every sentence I'm giving you that you can go and explore. But I'm not, I'm, I don't want to devote this whole ministry. I feel like I devote too much to Trump as it is. And I don't really want to devote any more than I have to. But I'll give you the resources to go search these things out for yourself. Deal of the Century, Jared Kushner, Zionist Shabad Luciferian, just released his Middle East peace plan for prosperity. Now this was back, I believe, in July. So I do need to do a study on that, but I haven't heard a lot about it since then. So I, I kind of want to, if I do a study, I'd rather to be really up to date on the peace plan. And 1 Thessalonians 5.3 says, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. Jesus, uh, well, the word of God says that in 1 Thessalonians 5.3. And Adam Green put out a video entitled, Trump and the Christian and the End of the Christian West. You can click on that link. Trump Kushner plans to behead Christians in the name of peace, censored from the top 50 articles within the first 24 hours of this this being put out. And that was the Trump Kushner plan to behead Christians in the name of peace via, most likely, the Noahide laws that they want to usher in. There's a whole link to that update hollywood jews make an explicit movie about hunting down christians now we already covered that that was what true news the true news report so i'm not going to recover that but that goes that um melds in with this very well uh next one trump admits in his autobiographical book the way to the top that he attends Kabbalah classes which only jews are allowed to take both trump and jeffrey epstein are all zionistic talmudic jews and they believe in sacrificing children to moloch I mean, just look at this the the testimony, the girl in the last video where, you know, or the video before that, I'm losing track, where, you know, they keep these, these little children in stalls and force them to have sex with animals. And the reward is that they can have sex with Epstein or people like Trump. And, and I mean, it's just so, of course, they're going to they're going to love sacrificing children to Moloch. Burning children to the demon Moloch is permitted today by the supreme legal authority of the so-called Jewish religion, which is the Babylonian Talmud. Now, the Babylonian Talmud says such blasphemous stuff about Jesus that a lot of it I can't even repeat. But that's what they follow. They follow the Babylonian Talmud and the Kabbalah. so, And in particular, the Talmud book of the Sanhedrin, uh, which in that book, it's the folios 64a and 64b that evidently get into that really sickening stuff um next one is donald trump a gift from god or a zionist new world order tool a permanent emergency trump becomes the third president to renew extraordinary powers post 9-11 and that goes into that report and here's another one trump's connections with elite child trafficking cult coming into the spotlight there's two different links there another one trump kushner shabbat and alex jones exposed with matthew north uh trump seeks guidance from the luciferian jewish kabbalah that's the third point there another one trump is guilty of attempting to start world war three according to dave i goldberg i played that clip these are all different reports that have separate links another one trump told he will be flushed down the toilet if there's no war with iran trump caves in and again from the last i had seen it's on schedule for october so i don't know we'll see i'm, I'm not date setting but that's what Their plans were. Now, whether God lets that happen, I don't know. Going further, irrefutable proof that Zionistic Talmudic Judaism is the exact opposite of what most Christians think it is. Uh, Now, this is updated. Some of the best proof ever straight from the Talmud, including. Okay, here's here's some quotes from the Talmud. If a goy, meaning a Gentile, hits a Jew, he must be killed. Where does it say that? Sanhedrin 58B that's like like chapter verse type thing i guess uh so if a gentile hits a jew he must be killed uh now another one the goyim are not humans you and i if we're not jewish if we're not you know in this religion this talmudic kabbalistic religion and we're not of jewish bloodline descent we're goyim according to them the goyim are not humans they're beasts where does it say that baba miza 114b the basic talmudic doctrine includes more than a super race complex it is the only race concept and this is why they've got to eliminate the white race in particular because evidently they feel that the white race is their biggest competition and they are told in their talmudic and their other blasphemous writings that when the white race is eliminated or when that process is, is ongoing and in almost complete, then the antichrist will arise. So it's very important for them to wipe out the white races just from that standpoint alone, to bring in their antichrist. Uh, another one from the uh, Talmud. So 15 says, even the best goyim should be all killed. So another one in getting 57, a yah, yah, yashu which is derogatory for jesus Hmm. and a lot of people want to use the word yashua and they say yashu is derogatory for jesus it's a big reason i don't use these hebrew names sorry you know when i've been in all those supernatural encounters that i've been in with like evil entities and stuff and dealing with witches trying to kill me i don't call out the hebrew names i'm sorry i use the lord jesus christ it's always worked for me every time And I've done a whole study on the sacred name movement that you might want to key in if you think that Yahweh is a good word to be using in representing of God. Yeshua, you got a point. But Yahweh, that's a whole other ball of wax. And all these people, it seems like in the Hebrew roots, and you heard Paula White using those Hebrew words, and a lot of them are obsessed with that. Obsessed with us using the Hebrews. This is God's real name. Really? Is it really? You might want to check into that, especially with that word Yahweh. Just key in sacred names in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I mean, it's so open and shut. The, I mean, <laughs> I'm tons and tons of occultists would agree with what I went over in that teaching. So, um, anyway, Yahshu, derogatory for Jesus, is in hell being boiled in hot excrement. That is in Gittin 57a in the Babylonian Talmud. Okay? So, that's how Jews... They practice the Talmud, which is a large percentage of them, if they're religious, feel about Jesus. They hate his guts. Okay, now not everybody, and one-third of them are going to get saved according to the Bible. According to Zechariah, one-third will end up getting their eyes open and get saved during the tribulation period and and look upon Jesus as one that mourns, that loses their only begotten son. So, but two-thirds of them will perish according to what the Bible says in Zechariah. So I'm not, I'm not against Jews, but I'm against this wicked, evil, devil, Luciferian, Kabbalah, and Babylonian Talmud, Talmud religion that denigrates and blasphemes Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm very against that. Here's another one. Even a Christian who is found studying the law of Israel, meaning the Talmud, merits death. The law of Israel is a Talmud. I mean, okay, whatever. Rabbi jo- Jokathon says a goy who pries into the secret luciferian talmud law is guilty of death that's sanhedrin 59a where that's said okay so you can't even look at the talmud as as a goy or you're worthy of death according to these demon-possessed luciferian rabbi devils michael hoffman who's a historian says the main tenet of judaism is jewish self-worship judaism has as its God, not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but the worship of the Jewish people. That's said in Sanhedrin 58b. Wow. A reference in Sanhedrin 58b. Jews are divine. To box an Israel on the ear is like to box the ear of God. If a heathen or a Gentile hits a Jew, the Gentile must be killed. Hitting a Jew is the same as hitting God. Again, I believe that's referenced in Sanhedrin 58b. And there's a full, there. there's many links here to verify these verses, the full text of the English Babylonian Talmud. I give you several links here. This, this report does. So that's what we're dealing with, guys. This is what we're dealing with, you know. This is the this is the religion that Trump is. This is the religion that the Jews in Hollywood are. And the rabbis, and Benjamin Netanyahu, and the Rothschilds, and the the Rockefellers, and all of these synagogue of Satan Jews that have positioned themselves in power. Now, granted that you have the Catholic stuff, too. You have the Vatican, you have that. You have other factions of the Illuminati, you have other factions that might be warring against more the synagogue of Satan. It's not like they're all unified, but I do believe the synagogue of Satan is one of the most powerful factions. And now they're more firmly in control since that Bush funeral that we had talked about before. Um, now we're going to go into this Rabbi Jonathan Khan, false lying, evil, prophetic word to President Trump at his house in mar lago So this is Jonathan Khan job Khan, one of the main ones that goes on the Jim Baker show and Sid Roth and a lot of these other shows and gets on there and, and spews out how wonderful Trump is and how God's appointed him for such a time as this, how he's gonna be our ultimately be our even though there's no Bible for any of this stuff, even though they're lying devils. but you know this is his, this is the word that he said to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this um... Oh and at the end, at the end of this of this little part here that I just read you it, you, you see the um, that Jesse James guy. I think he's the one that... I forget what Hollywood actress he married. He's here doing a double Cornuto sign. Trump's in his seat doing a double cornudo sign. And I'm talking about the main one where you can't argue that it is the real Cornuto devil's horn sign. Okay? Where the thumb is pinning down the middle and the ring finger. They're both doing double cornudo signs. Smiling, grinning ear to ear. And it looks to be in Trump's office. So... You know, there's Trump for you, but you know, he's going to, he's going to save us and, and bring us to the promised land. According to a lot of people, not my listeners, but a lot of the people in alternative media that keep, you know, um, uh, promoting him. All right, let's, let's go ahead and play this video from Rabbi Jonathan Kanjob. Uh, okay. From Marlago, from Trump's mansion. He speaks at a president's house at Marlago, an event in support of Israel with the Jewish leaders, Christian leaders, and the American Pro-Israel PAC, or APIP. Here, here are the words to the president.
4: Mr. President, the Lord would say to you, it is I who raises up kings and sets rulers on the throne, as I lifted up Jehu to stand against evil and give his nation a reprieve and a window for the righteous and a chance for revival, so I have raised you up to be a Jehu to your nation. And as I raised up Cyrus to send forth a proclamation concerning Jerusalem and my people. So he he
0: raised up Trump after, after Trump paid off the, the six families, the $30 million on all the child rape charges and was buddies with, with Jeffrey Epstein and all the other wicked evil uh, garbage that Trump's done. Yeah, that that makes a lot of biblical sense to me
4: It is first year of power in the 70th year of my nation So I raised you up and caused you to send forth a proclamation Concerning Jerusalem and my people in your first year of power and in the 70th year of my nation seek my will And all things that lead according to my ways, be not moved by man, but only by my voice. Stand with my people, and when you touch my nation and my land, do only what I have ordained in my word, for you are touching the apple of my eye. If you do these things, my right hand will uphold you, and you will fulfill the purposes for which I have placed you in your mother's womb for such a time as this. We have come to the President's house this night, at a time when the world rages against Israel's existence and against all who stand for the ways of God but people of God remember this for 4,000 years the enemy and all hell have sought to wipe the children of Israel off the face of the earth the Pharaohs tried to drive them into the sea Uh, the Assyrians tried to decimate them babylon tried to obliterate them rome tried to crush them hitler tried to annihilate them stalin tried to oppress them and the terrorists have sworn that they will destroy them from the earth but
0: but but this is again this is mar lago march this is just this year March 16th, 2019. Wow. The pharaohs are gone. The Assyrians have... This is after the synagogue of Satan faction took over the, um, the, the main reigns of power in Washington, D.C. So this is really satanically prophetic
4: perish babylon has fallen rome has crumbled hitler is gone stalin is no more and the terror shall be no more right. but 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 the nation of israel lives i'm yisrael high the nation of israel lives because the god of israel lives uh-huh. and the messiah uh-huh. of israel lives because they're
0: serving israel collectively is really serving the god of israel right now aren't they
4: The God of Israel is our God, and so the people of God shall live and shall prevail and shall overcome in the end in the name of the star of Jacob. The The star
0: of Jacob, the the hexagram, the 666 star of Saturn, hexagram, hex meaning curse. I've done a whole teaching on the wickedness of, it's not the star of David, it's more the seal of Solomon. David never had anything to do with that symbol. The hexagram is like the highest um sign in witchcraft when you cast it on the ground when you want to literally summon a demon from another plane of existence to this one you could do it with a pentagram but a hexagram is even more it's a six-pointed star and um so yeah isn't that wonderful he he gets that in there
4: the world and the glory of his people israel amen and amen
0: so it's like a mic drop he 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 walks off He's, he's he's got everybody into a froth and a frenzy. And you know, Bible verse that came to me just as he was talking about this. I'm gonna read it to you. Second Peter 2:17. These Jonathan Kahn, uh that Mark Taylor guy, all these other, all these other high-level evangelical devils, wolves in sheep's clothing appearing as ministers of righteousness, but they're ministers of Satan. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great, Swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh. Didn't that sound real great, what he said? Didn't that just get you all fired up and, and ready to go? Well, yes, they allure through the lusts of the flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them, That lo- those who live in air, While they promised them liberty, because they always have all these promises. Oh, Trump's gonna do this. He's gonna bring us to the promised land. All these people are gonna be indicted in any second. They're promising them liberty. They themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought into bondage. And when you put yourself under people like Jonathan Cahn, Job, and like false prophet Mark Taylor and Jim Baker and all of these other types, when you when you let them rule over you, you let them overcome you, and then you let them bring you into bondage, according to what it says in 2 Peter 2.19. And then it goes on to say, for for if after they've escaped the pollutions of this world through the knowledge of the Lord uh, and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled again therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning, which is a gigantic warning not to let this happen to you, not to be... Um, overcome with this corruption, these servants of corruption and brought into bondage for it had been better for them to have not known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Because these people are going to turn you. They're ultimately going to point to you the antichrist. People like Mark Taylor, people like Jonathan Conjob, people like Jim Baker, people like these others, all these other evangelicals up there touting Trump. Where does that all end up? It ends up with them, including Alex Jones and those types, pointing to the antichrist and the false prophet as some type of awaited messianic savior they're going to be pointing and they're going to say it's okay to take the mark of the beast because this is what we've been waiting for like what dominionism teaches where they're just going to make it better and better and better to the point where jesus is going to come back and you know set up the throne because things are going to be so great it's a lie from the pit of hell there's no bible for it at all but it happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned again to his own vomit. To his own vomit again. And the sow, meaning the pig that was washed, to her wallowing in the mire. So this is a big gigantic warning for us. Not to follow people. These wells without water, these clouds that are carried of a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. And they speak great Swelling words of vanity. And that's what popped into my head when I was hearing this fork-tongued devil talk. Giving this speech from Mar Lago, which is a main way, one of the main places they recruited girls from to end up over at Epstein's um house a few doors down, where then they could, you know, have their way and molest them. It probably happened at Mar Lago too. But Marlaga was one of the main recruiting places, but it doesn't matter because Trump kicked him out in 05 or whatever, and so that that undoes everything. It cancels everything out. It never happened. No, that's not the way God looks at it. But see, Trump doesn't need forgiveness for anything, so you know. So let's go further. Jonathan Conjob, his false prophetic word to President Trump. Now this is from a website. And I'm, not, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Uh, it says, dear viewer, <coughs> excuse me, I am a former member of Pastor Khan's church, Beth Israel. I unfortunately defected from his church because after many years while sitting under his teachings, I realized there exists serious erroneous doctrines revolving around his apologetics. This blog, which I created nearly five years ago, has sought to address some of those issues. Below, I am sharing these articles and videos because I sincerely believe that this so-called prophecy by Jonathan Kahn is false, based upon the evidence presented. Keep in mind that God does not validate the works or words of false prophets. Preface, now that a new star has risen, a quite unlikely one at that, the crowds are thronging to hear him, and his followers are convinced that this man... Their man, Donald Trump, will single-handedly make America great again. The political system is corrupt, say his loyal supporters, and America has become a shell of what she used to be, both nationally and internationally. Donald Trump will save the day, though. Donald Trump knows how to get it done. Uh, Donald Trump will not back down. Donald Trump is the alpha male we need. Some even as claim him, claim that God himself has raised up Donald Trump for such a time as this. Now, this is exactly what Jonathan Kahn is claiming in the video that we just heard. Mr. Kahn brings this bogus, um, bogus prophecy in, into the social age. Many of his fans saw him on Facebook initially. Hundreds of posts and reposts of his sermons are uploaded on YouTube and slipped into the corners of the web where esoteric religion and conspiracy theories overlap. I mean, this guy believes all kind of blasphemous stuff, okay? He's a devil uh going further into this mix came mr khan's latest book the paradigm i can't keep up with all this guy's books i've, I've had requests for years for people from my listeners for me to do a dedicated study on them. i mean it was the harbinger and now it's the paradigm and there's other books i can't keep up with all this devil all the all the garbage this devil's putting out uh this book the paradigm could be his most polarizing tying his bogus prophetic work to the election of donald trump the book published in in the months after trump's win again likens america to the ancient nation of israel uh two peoples mr khan says have a unique relationship with god meaning america and israel he then argues that all sorts of figures in contemporary politics have biblical counterparts bill and clinton bill clinton and hillary clinton for example are the modern day analogs to the air to the wicked ahab and jezebel trump is the warrior king jehu that's what he said in the prophecy okay Who took control of the nation and cast idols out of the Capitol? Jehu also sought to drain the swamp. Mr. Khan said Trump, like his ancient predecessor, Mr. Khan, right now he'll he'll ignore all the stuff I get into exposing Trump on a weekly basis, but he'll try to whip you up into some kind of fervor with his great swelling words, and for the most part, it works pretty good. You know, there's very little up on the on the internet when you key in. Um, jonathan khan prophet jonathan khan or rabbi jonathan khan exposed liar devil evil there's hardly anything that comes up most of it's just him talking he was very hard to find anything about i had to really dig you know but i mean it's there it's there uh trump like his ancient predecessor mr khan writes in his book was a flawed vessel being used by god the unlikely and controversial warrior was destined to become the new ruler of the land though mr khan goes on according to him the template would or, would ordain that Donald Trump would be the next president. So again, Donald Trump's like Jehu in the Bible, according to him. In what appears to be a well-meaning effort to buttress this paradigm, Mr. Khan takes the ancient biblical types and attempts to show how specific actions and dates are paralleled in modern American political anti-types. This takes the subject from type and anti-type into the realm of prophetic speculation. Most of the paradigms are based on no specific cross-scriptural references, to other passages in the Holy Word of God. They serve only to define whatever point Mr. Khan's job wishes to make about future events corresponding to past events and usually can be readily matched to some future person. You can read the rest of this thesis by going to this link and I give you a a thing there. Um, And he ends by saying, these absurd claims by Mr. Khan are nothing more than prophetic speculation. Now, I got this email. It was very short. Um... Back in 2015 regarding Jonathan Kahn. He says, Kahn is a Freemason. Search his name and Mason and look up the images. I did. I posted them. TBN is blasphemous. Well, we know that. And Jonathan Khan is saying God is feminine. So he's one of those God is feminine. The she kind of glory. Whenever you hear that word she kind of, she that's what it is in reference to. It's the divine feminine. I got a whole. I have a whole file on that. I've got into that before. Just key in "Shekinah of glory" in the keyword. Any 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 subject you can imagine that where we're exposing stuff. Just key it into continuingfortruth.com. And if you can't find it, just email me, and I probably have the word doc. Sometimes I can't find stuff when you have over I don't know 25, 3,000 teachings or whatever are up on the uh, continuingfortruth.com site right now. I sometimes you just can't find the stuff anyway next report why heretic jonathan khan his mysteries his keys and revelations must be exposed rabbi jonathan khan job has been bothering me with this harbinger and now the mystery of the Shimata revelations that's another book another blasphemous lying book who is he exactly is he a born-again christian or is he far worse than just your plain run-of-the-mill false teacher he calls himself a rabbi yet the bible says uh but be but But be not ye called rabbi. That's what Jesus said. For one is your master, even Christ, and and ye are all brethren. Yet the Jewish community, they all say, you know, well, it's rabbi this or rabbi that. It's a totally unbiblical term. Just like when Jesus said, call no one your father, because there's only one father, your father in heaven. So we're not supposed to call some priest father. It's totally unbiblical. We're also not supposed to go through Mary to get to God because the Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ, Jesus, not Mary. You don't go to Mary to get to Jesus like the Catholics teach. So going further, he has been labeled a modern day prophet as he brings the prophetic message, the harbinger, where he connects Isaiah 9, 10 to America. And this is what Isaiah 9, 10 is. I mean, is this the best this guy could do on the harbinger book? Isaiah 9.10, he connects this to America. Here's Here it is. Quote, the bricks have fallen down, but we will build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place. Wow, I am convinced. Totally, 100%, I believe the Harbinger, the book. I actually, I have no clue what he's even trying to get at, but okay, whatever, dude. Um, the Harbinger was published by Frontline, an imprint of charismania house whatever charisma house which is used to be known as strang communications run by steve strang who is part of the new apostolic reformation the main problem with the harbinger is that jonathan kahn equates america to be a replacement for israel you see that a lot now you know oh we're replacing israel or british israelism they're replacing israel or black hebrew roots Um, that they replace the, all the black races replace Israel. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on. He says in his book, but there was one other civilization also conceived and dedicated to the will of God from its conception. And that is America. In fact, those who laid its foundations no long, uh, no long before founding fathers, long before the founding fathers, those who laid America's foundations saw it as a new Israel. An Israel of the New World. Oh, really? And as it was the ancient Israel, they saw it as a covenant with God. Well, what you need to do is do a keyword search online for riddles in stone. Riddles in stone, which gives you, and then there's the New Atlantis. Do a keyword search for that as well. New Atlantis and riddles in stone. I believe Cutting Edge Ministries put it out a long time ago. I don't really follow them anymore. They, 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 they basically told me to stop posting any of their articles. And I'm like, okay, I won't put, I won't lead anybody to your website and give you free advertising because evidently you're, you're not, um, I'm hurting you by promoting your website. Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that, David Bay. Sorry about that. Um, and, um, but he's, he's put out, they have put out some really good videos and riddles in stone and the new Atlantis go into the foundation of how America got, cranked up started what were the underpinnings what were the underpinnings of washington dc and all the unbelievably occult architecture that was going on there and so um you can avail yourself to that if you want Uh, jonathan kahn is claiming that the pilgrims america's founders who were puritans and calvinists constituted america to be in a covenant relationship with god like israel is in a covenant relationship with god he claims that america replaces israel as the new israel for the new world order uh but israel is the only nation in a covenant relationship with god that was established through abraham well yeah and i'm sure there's still a remnant in israel but re- co- co- collectively right now there, there the bible says that blindness in part has happened to israel until the fullness of the gentile come in and um that is something that is very important to understand they they're they're blinded up until this point collectively but not every single one but for the most part they are but there's going to come a time when they do get their eyes open during the tribulation period and that's why you'll never hear me throw the baby out with the bathwater. i won't do it you know i'm not going to go against and 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 like rick wiles of true news is doing and a lot of other people do. Where no, they're just all wicked and evil, and God's done with Israel. No, 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 no. You you need to read the book of Romans a lot closer if you think God is done with Israel. I mean, there's a lot of other Bible verses, but I believe Romans 11 uh, gets into that in detail. Romans 7, possibly. I mean, these are these are. <laughs> there is no doubt that God is not done with Israel. Okay, and how do we have the 144,000 Jewish male virgins in Revelation? If, Jew, if the Jews, God's done with the Jews. And, and he, they identify them by tribe. So, you know, God's not done with Israel. So again, let's have balance here when the subject comes up here. Uh, Freemasons, other cultists, and unbelievers can't stand the fact that Israel is God's chosen nation. And they will do anything to replace Israel literally spiritually. Uh, Jonathan Cahn says in the Harbinger that some link between the city and the ancient vow... Somehow Isaiah 9:10 has to do has to be connected with Washington D.C. Now Isaiah 9:10 was what I read about the sycamore trees and the uh, the bricks have fallen, but we have, we will build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in its place. And somehow he said that um, Isaiah 9:10 has to be connected to Washington D.C. and that, and that's what people like Jonathan Conjob do. They just reach and reach and reach. And, expect and put it and lay it out in a book format and make it look all nice and rosy and expect you to believe whatever lying narrative that Satan has put in their heart to deceive you by. Uh, now, George Washington, our supposed, you know, our supposed founding father, was a high-level Freemason. Uh, Solomon was the king of Israel. Washington was the first president of the United States. There was something in the linking of ancient Israel and America as with all other mysteries. So he's trying to link George Washington to Solomon. And occultists are obsessed with that whole the mysteries of the keys of Solomon and all the Kabbalistic stuff that they believe go along with that. And now, that last quote, as I said, is page 109 of The Harbinger. And um, here's a picture of George Washington in his Freemasonic apron with the square and compass. And on the uh, checkered floor with his Mason's trowel and um, all his Masonic regalia. He was buried when, when George Washington died, he was buried in full Masonic regalia, had a full free Masonic funeral. Uh, I've done a whole teaching on this called the Masonic history of George Washington. This teaching will start by giving a detailed historical documented free Masonic chronology of the first U S president, Washington, George Washington. And um, please view the PDF before you dismiss this material because a lot of people look at this and they they don't even want to look at it and it's so easy to prove if you have eyes to see you know Uh, the evidence is absolutely overwhelming you cannot bow the knee to Baal, freemasonry and god bible believing christianity can't do it no man could serve two masters ask yourself if it is possible for washington's christian testimony his supposed Christian testimony to undo or cancel out all this evidence that I'm presenting in this particular study. We will be examining the 333 foot, which is half a 666, 333 foot George Washington Masonic Memorial in Alexandria, Virginia. It's a gigantic structure in Alexandria, which is akin to Alexandria, Egypt. And Freemasons derive a lot of their traditions from that. We'll be looking at that. Um, which houses a large part of his personal Masonic regalia. We will see how the Masonic religion is one of the closest modern day examples we have to the ancient Babylonian mystery religions. We will then explore some of the blasphemous hidden symbology of the Masons, like the square and the compass, the Luciferian meanings of the symbols on the $1 bill, and the lambskin aprons they wear, which they believe will grant them entrance into heaven. Lambskin. They believe it replaces the Lamb of God. And then when they get to the um, pearly gates and the great architect of the universe, which they refer to as God, is waiting for them, that they're going to show them their lambskin aprons. Now, lamb had to be slaughtered, right? For that lambskin apron that they're wearing. Right? Yeah. So that's going to be what they point to to gain entrance into heaven. They're not going to point to the Lamb of God and his shed blood. They're going to point to some dead lamb skin apron that they've got and they're gonna say this is where my righteousness this is what i hang my righteousness on my masonic apron what rank stinking blasphemy from the pit of hell that is but that's what they're gonna do actually they're not gonna do that but they think they're gonna do that then we will explore the shocking, and this is just other stuff I discussed in the teaching. We will discuss the shocking true meaning of the triquetra symbol that appears on the cover of the New King James Bible. So I mentioned that earlier. So if you want to know more about that, i give you the link to that teaching here. Or just here in George Washington at contendingfortruth.com. We will then hear some sound clips of Benny Hinn cursing all those who would oppose his demonic ministry and see how they... And see how he has mastered the art of hypnotic induction to deceive his deluded followers. And most, you have to understand, when you go and hear somebody like Benny Hinn or Paula White or Creflo Give Me a Dollar or Kenneth Copeland, they're using demons to deceive you. They're using demons to blind you and to deceive you. And they're going to speak with great swelling words of vanity and try to bring you into bondage so that they can overcome you like the Bible says in 1 Peter. That's what they do. Uh, And then um, lastly, we'll explore the subject of persecution and Christianity. So that's what I talk about in that study. So going back to this report, King Solomon was appointed by God himself to be king. George Washington was elected via vote to be president. There's a big difference between the two. George Washington was also a Freemason. When George Washington spoke of God, he was referring to the Masonic grand architect of the universe, not the God of the Bible. Freemasons are besotted with claiming Israel for themselves. Uh, Freemasons also worship King Solomon who they believe to be the greatest Magnus sorcerer of all time. And is that why Jonathan Kahn connects King Solomon to George Washington because of the Satanic connection? Well, of course it is because he's a Luciferian. Uh, this is a quote from the keys, the key to King Solomon's keys, kind of redundant there. Is this lost symbol of is this the lost symbol of masonry? Second edition by Lon Milo, duquette he says quote the purpose of masonry's veneration of solomon is not to achieve an alternative view of history but to present however subtly the archetype of the future human being i'm assuming he means the future human god man which we're going to become when we go from the old world order into the new world order under antichrist a false prophet so then he goes on to say men and women who truly possess solomon's key uh which is the power to master our own demons and (laughs) okay so that's what solomon's key is the power to master our own demons and redirect their destructive energy to build the temple of our own evolving soul talk about speaking with great swelling words of vanity i mean really seriously dude i mean how but you know a lot of people fall for hook line and sinker uh then the next part is jonathan kahn a freemason who do we as Christians know, that delve into Gnostic teachings such as the Kabbalah. Well, Jonathan Kahn does. A picture is worth a thousand words. Here's two pictures of him, and there's more, of him doing the Freemasonic, uh, and I don't, it's of, maybe it's the third or fourth degree, the mystery of the well, of the well-placed Freemasonic hand sign. Mystery of the well, I don't know. Anyway, it's a picture of him doing this, this picture of, where he's posing just like one of the freemasonic poses are okay with his hand under his chin in this very very specific pose and he takes pictures on purpose by design these aren't just random pictures these are pictures he puts out to the public and there's several of them and he's all making this freemasonic hand gesture over and over again and Here's another one, Uh, Freemason Hand Signs, Jonathan Cahn, those those two pictures, and then it shows other people in Hollywood doing it, like uh, Kramer from um, Seinfeld, the show Seinfeld Kramer, he's doing it, and then David Wilcock, I played some of his videos, Advanced uh, New Ager, he thinks he's the reincarnation of Edgar Cayce, he's going to be one of the guys that's really ushering in the whole alien, uh, New World Order, alien agenda movement david wilcock he's a devil sir francis dashwood he's doing it in a very ancient picture and then paul revere who was also a very famous freemason he's doing it in a picture here and i'm sure you could go on and on and on do you need more proof the picture below shows jonathan kahn showing the hebrew letter shin which is the hand sign in the kabbalah uh made popular by dr spock in star trek also known as the vulcan salute and it's the shin symbol and it's the one where you you open the middle the ring in the middle finger and you're making like a V and um, it shows Jonathan Kahn dressed up like a rabbi in his prayer shawl doing that. And then it shows you Spock doing it. And then it shows others, other hand symbols doing that. Here's Jonathan Kahn speaking at the United Nations. Say, um, there, There's uh, evidently you can go up there and um, hear him speaking before the United Nations. Just key that in. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure the United Nations is going to let a real Bible believing preacher pastor go in there and, and, and preach a sermon on hellfire and brimstone right yeah i'm sure i'm sure that's what he did now he's gonna he's going right along with exactly what satan wants him to do uh here's some false prophecies from rabbi jonathan kahn he said on the 13th of april 2016 is going to be a day of disaster in the end times well funny that didn't happen wow here's another one uh he said 100 the dollar will collapse on september 27th 2016 well that didn't happen either and that was the that was one of his last warnings to America you know how many false prophecies I've heard I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have tidal waves come all the way into the mountains of North Carolina I've heard uh, one prophetess say I mean I've heard so many stinking false prophecies I mean I don't even it's to the point where I hardly even look at them anymore because I I I've just heard so many false ones. I don't, I've yet to see one that's actually really come to pass. I'm not saying bad stuff's not coming to America. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying all prophets out there are false. But when they say something's time dependent and they start date setting and then all of a sudden it doesn't come to pass, well, then they're a false prophet. And in Deuteronomy 18, if they were living back in that time, they take them out and kill them and stone them. Okay, that was the punishment, death. But now you can say whatever you want to and just go to the next false one the next week. The Rabbi Jonathan Kahn has been seen on numerous television programs ever since he wrote the book, The Harbinger. He he appears, and he's really making the rounds too with this newest one, The Oracle, about Donald Trump. Imagine that. It's on Sid Roth the other day. He's been on Jim, ba- he's, he's been all over the place. The Oracle. And it's all about how Donald Trump's gonna save us. And that's a big reason why it inspired me to do this. But see, I haven't, it's so new that not a lot of people have come out and put out videos on it yet. Uh, but we, hopefully we've seen enough already to know what a devil this guy is, but see, Satan is doubling down on promoting Donald Trump. The, the, the more it comes out about the information like that I'm getting into and other people are putting out about him, the more Satan is doubling down on, no, no, Trump, Trump is the chosen one. He is the one he's going to bring the Christians to the promised land. Oh, he's going to bring you to the antichrist and the false prophet is where he's going to bring you. If you follow Trump and those that are promoting him. The Rabbi Jonathan Kahn has been seen. Remember that warning at the end of 1 Peter. You follow people like this and you're brought into bondage and you're overcome. It had been better for you to have never known the way of righteousness than to have known the way of righteousness and then turn and like a dog returns to his own vomit and a pig to his wallowing in the mire. And I'm not coming down on my listeners. I'm talking about these people that you know have known the truth about Trump and, and yet they fall back into it and they go back and they ultimately end up embracing the Antichrist and the false prophet as their awaited savior. That's, I'm telling you, it's gonna happen in mass. It's the great falling away. It's 2 Thessalonians chapter two. It's the falling away of the church, the apostasy of the church. Then, then that wicked one will be revealed. And what is the parameter upon which that is all built? Well, the Bible says in that same, that same stretch there in 2 Thessalonians chapter two, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Trump is part of the strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I am trying to make this so easily crystal clear for you to flee the Trump train and anyone promoting him. I'm trying to make it so crystal clear for you that there's just, it's no brainer stuff. Not even a question. I hope I've done that. But I know a lot of people are still, and I'm not saying my listeners, but a lot, the majority of Christians out there think, you know, he's the best thing since sliced bread. And he's leading us to our destruction. He appears um, almost on a regular basis. This is uh, Jonathan Kahn, con job, uh, on the Jim Baker show. Jim Baker, who, you know, went to jail and then got out, but supposedly was reformed. And now he's got out and he's he's, you know trying to make as much money as possible when he's having all these reprobates on his show. Yeah, he treats him like the Pope. He has many prophecies that have not come true. But for those in the new apostolic movement, nearly 80% of the prophecies fail anyway. It's almost a bad joke how these people abuse their authority in the gospel. Here are some of the other failed prophecies. But to justify themselves, they usually find some minor thing going on in the world where they can say it happened to make the people forget their error. It doesn't work that way. If you're a prophet and you're hearing from God, it's not going to be like, oh, well, you know, God kind of, he didn't show me this part and that's why the prophecy didn't come to pass. Why would God do that? The test of a prophet is that they get it right 100% of the time. And if they don't, you take them out and stone them in the Old Testament. I'm not saying you do it now, but in the Old Testament, that's what you did. And I already read you the two false prophecies, a couple of them. Here's another one. Devil Rabbi Jonathan Khan exposes a false teacher. I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up here because I'm, I'm really running out of time. And, uh, Yeah, I'm just about out of time.
3: Or the book of Revelation is exposing what's called the synagogue of Satan. Without question, Jonathan Jonathan Kahn is part of the synagogue of Satan. And he is one of those that helped to make it possible for for, uh, Donald Trump to become president. He was all in on that, wanted to see Donald Trump become president. And the reason being is because Donald Trump is fulfilling the prophecy of the rabbis. He's working with the Jews. He's working with those that teach the Kabbalah and the Zohar and the Talmud. So, Jonathan Kahn is just that, folks. He lives up to his name. He's a con artist. He's a Kahn. I don't know if you know anything about the Harbinger, but the Harbinger uh, basically um, which is
0: one of his books, you know they've always got to try to profiteer off their lies.
3: Nothing really, as far as I'm concerned, ever came of that Mm-mm. even though there was a big to do about it
0: mm-hmm.
3: nothing really ever came of it.
0: A lot of dates I don't
3: remember. Uh, anything really coming of it at all. So I heard a lot of chatter about it and a lot of signs and talking about how this and that was the harbinger. And even as Jonathan Cahn tried to say, I believe it was Jonathan Edwards, or I can't can't remember his name, the the guy that that quoted from the Scripture, uh, and he called it a harbinger, talking about we will rebuild, talking about the walls have fallen and we will rebuild. Well, if you look at the context of that verse of Scripture that he quoted from, those people were rebelling against God. (laughs) So, so, why would you quote a Scripture that has to do with, you know, rebelling against God? In other words, they're saying, God, you destroyed this building. You brought the the walls down, but we're going to rebuild anyway. We're going to keep rebuilding. Well, isn't that just the epitome of the United States? No matter what God allows to come our way, that the people just say, we're gonna rebuild. We're gonna we're gonna rise up and we're gonna be strong and we're gonna rebuild, and God Himself is not gonna stop us. That's the mentality. So understand that this whole thing, this whole idea, Jonathan Kahn, the the harbingers having to do with September twenty third and the end of the world and all this foolishness is nothing more than preparing the way for the antichrist people. Now, Jonathan Cahn actually, uh, he actually, uh, he actually comes out and says that uh, the temple, that Jesus is going to sit in the temple showing himself that he's god
0: Uh uh-huh what what does that mean that means that the the jesus that khan is going to be pointing to is the antichrist and who's jonathan khan pointing to right now trying to pump up trump who's trump think is from from what i've seen trump believes that jared kushner is the antichrist and if he's not the Antichrist, he's gonna definitely have a lot to do with ushering in the Antichrist, most likely. He's perfectly positioned to do that. He's the one that is the designer of the Middle East peace plan. So that's how the Antichrist is gonna come, as a man of peace. So they're perfectly positioned to that. And Jonathan Khan is saying that, that against scripture, that Jesus Christ is gonna come back and sit in the temple and, the, and Jesus Christ warned of that very thing that the Antichrist is going to come in Matthew 24 and sit in the temple and declare himself to be God, which is called the abomination of desolation, which is going to mark the midpoint of the tribulation in the rebuilt temple. Okay. I mean, this is red level insanity and you're going to have millions and millions. See the thing, the thing, this thing is with Trump. The reason I keep harping on it is because number one, I I don't see hardly any other ministries really doing it. So I, 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 what that convicts me of is there's a great need for it, and then I keep finding out more stuff. And also, this is a matter, in a lot of people's cases, this isn't some superfluous matter or some acts I have to grind with Trump. This is going to be a matter of heaven and hellfire, and then the lake of fire. If you follow Trump and Jared Kushner and Mark Taylor and Jonathan Conjob and Jim Baker and all of these other evangelicals that are pointing to Trump, as the awaited savior. This isn't some trivial issue. This is part of the strong delusion that God is sending. This is part of the falling away of the church, right prior to that wicked capital W being revealed as it was in the second Thessalonians chapter two, the antichrist coming to power. It's that big of a deal. And that's why I keep harping on it.
3: I listened with my own ears, as he said that Jesus is going to sit in the temple Showing himself that he's God. <laughs> I mean, this is a- Now, folks, in the Bible, it says it's the Antichrist that's going to sit <laughs> in the temple showing yeah. himself that he's God. So if Jonathan Kahn is saying Jesus Christ is going to sit in the temple showing himself that he's God, doesn't that tell you that Jonathan Kahn is preparing people for the Antichrist? absolutely
0: yeah 100 percent, lock stock and barrel here's a, i'm i'm so running out of time here but this is called a little one adam green or white or whoever his name is no more news put out and it's called the book of trump the chosen one it's a very short video Don't forget, I don't know if you haven't watched the show, I happen to be Jewish by birth, and seventy-five percent of all Jews vote Democrat. So Trump promotes claim Trump promotes claiming Jewish Israelis love him like he is the king of Israel and the second coming of God. And they don't like Trump. And this is the greatest president for Jews and for Israel in the history of the world. Not just America. Trump's the best president for Israel in the history of the world. And the Jewish people love him like he is the king of Israel. They love him like he is the second coming of God.
4: I am the chosen one. Chosen one. He just said this.
0: That's what Trump just said on the, looks like on the White House lawn. He's the chosen one uh thanks to trump both the chosen one and the antichrist are trending on twitter (laughs) so some people have the you know the the uh, brain power to figure out (laughs) you know when he says he's the chosen one (laughs) uh it may mean he's the he, he i don't believe he's the antichrist i don't see how scripturally he could be the antichrist but um he's uh I think he's going to have a lot to bring in the antichrist into power, 100%.
4: Yeah.
0: So is Trump at the Wailing Wall. Trump upset vi- Trump upset. victory divinely sent to begin messiatic process. So his upset victory was divinely sent to begin the messianic prop, meaning the bringing in of the antichrist, according to who? The rabbis. Where did that come from? Breaking Israeli news. And they even quote Isaiah 55:4. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the peoples, a prince and a commander to the peoples. That's who the Jews are saying Trump is. They're starting to quote Bible verses and saying, this is Trump. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the peoples, a prince and a commander to the peoples. Whoa. I mean, this is insanity. The MAGA church, the doomsday prophet who says the Bible predicted Trump. Charismatic leader in New Jersey who also calls himself a rabbi leads a church fixated on end times and before the apocalypse. However, he's fitting in a trip to Mar-a-Lago and that's Jonathan Kanjob, who we just heard. Trump's election heralds coming a messiah, says Derry Rabbi. Sarah Sanders, God wanted Donald Trump to become president. That's his his, uh, White House spokesperson, or at least it was, I don't know. Pompeo says God may have sent Trump to save Israel from Iran. His his warmongering, war hawk cabinet that he surrounded himself, Pompeo being one of the main ones, says God may have sent Trump to save Israel from Iran. Even though Israel's trying to provoke Iran every possible way they can. Ivanka Trump nicknamed a savior, Jewish Queen Esther, who stopped the annihilation of the Jews by Jared Kushner's synagogue. His... Shabbat Lubavitch Kabbalah synagogue, ex-house representative Michelle Bachman exalts Trump. We will never see a more godly biblical president. These are all mainstream headlines, guys. CNN, Fox News, you name it. This is not fringe stuff. This is what they're openly trying to brainwash people with. Adelson... uh, Sheldon Adelson, that really devil, uh, synagogue of Satan, Jew guy, Jewish billionaire, casino magnate and staunch supporter of Netanyahu, reportedly made the remarks in front of Dick Cheney, who is like, you know, the most wicked person on the planet, evil. Adelson said to hail Trump as likely the best president for Israel ever. He's doing such a good job for his handlers. I can't see why they would remove him. Netanyahu, Israel has never been better friend than Trump, has never had a better friend than Trump uh netanyahu trump a rock star best friends jews ever had then the prime minister's son went on to tell oh yeah yeah netanyahu his son the prime minister's son went on to tell american audience that the vast majority of israelis adore america and adore president trump he's the real rock star in israel isn't that wonderful israelis love trump more than almost any other nation poll shows israel among few countries they're going so fast i can't keep up with them these are times of Israel. Israel, among few countries that Trump, that like Trump more than Obama. Um, let me see if I missed this. Sixty-nine percent of Israelis express confidence in Trump as president. That's me playing the piano in the background. Uh, teasing, sorry. Uh, Trump, I would win ninety-eight percent of the vote if I ran in Israel elections. This guy's got no shortage of ego. <laughs> Israel unveils a new settlement called Trump Heights. I'm not lying. It shows Netanyahu with the American and the Israeli uh, seal of um, Saturn hexagram flag in front of this new Trump Heights uh, settlement. Um uh, Then they're saying it isn't actually new and it doesn't even really exist. So I don't know what this is about, but Netanyahu's part of the part of the ploy, whatever it is. It's in it's in the Golan Heights. Uh, New Western Wall train station to be named after Trump. (laughs) The Western Wall is the holiest place for the Jewish people. And I decided to call it train station that leads that leads to it after President Trump oh it just keeps getting better and better u.s jews are more likely than christians to say trump favors the israelis too much for uh for many evangelicals jerusalem is about prophecy not about politics and should, this is just cnn and just all the stuff will trump hasten the arrival of the messiah meaning the antichrist jews and evangelicals think so so evangelicals even though i guess they just could care less about what the Bible says. They believe that when the Israeli uh, Messiah comes, which will be the Antichrist, which will commit the abomination of desolation in the rebuilt temple at the three and a half year point of the tribulation, they think that's really going to be our awaited savior. Evidently, Jesus Christ incarnate. They're, They're on board with the Jews. While Israel hailed the moment as historic, Muslim and European allies have exp- explicitly denounced the move. Um, and this is from Newsweek. I mean, there's just the insanity just keeps going on and on and on. Half of evangelicals support Israel. This is the Washington Post because they believe it is important to fulfill end times prophecy. So so much so that they're actually giving money to rebuild the blasphemous third temple that, that um, has to be rebuilt in order for the Antichrist to commit the abomination of desolation where they're going to reinstitute temple um, sacrifices. How blasphemous is that? When Jesus said it was finished and it was done, and he was, the, he was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, no more sacrifices had to be made for sin, to atone for sin. But the Jews are going to rebuild the third temple. They're, they, I mean, it's all locked and loaded, ready to go. They've got the temple institute. They're all ready, ready to rebuild it. They've got all the temple garments and all the other stuff. Um... And they're, they're chomping at the bit to do this. It's just a matter of most likely getting the, um, the Muslims, the Dome of the Rock, off the Temple Mount part there, which will be probably what leads to World War III, or it, it maybe in part it will. I don't know. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, this is so, this is red level insanity. These people are going to wind up in hell, these evangelicals. They're supporting Israel because they believe it is important for fulfilling in-times prophecy. Why would you give money? Why would you support something that is absolutely, totally blasphemous and evil? And that's what it is. It's totally blasphemous and evil. Yet, they're going to support it. I am so far over on time now. Um, I'm just trying to get through these stories. Trump will start the end of the world, claim evangelicals who support him. And they want him to, evidently uh i just this is unbelievable absolutely red level insanity evangelical christians overwhelmingly support donald trump because they believe he'll cause the world to end (laughs) that's that's brilliant that's brilliant i mean what more could you want in life miriam adelson evidently i guess that's sheldon adelson's wife hopes there will be a biblical book of trump Republican megadonor compares U.S. president to the prophets of the antiquity. And and I just just reference this into just this teaching I did alone. This blasphemous, evil, vile, perverse, perverted vessel of Satan who was good buddies with Epstein, probably still is good buddies with Epstein. Just saw a video today where they put a drone over Epstein's after the the kind of hurricane uh, brushed by there. And there's a guy that looks just like Jeffrey Epstein on Epstein Orgy Island right now, directing the... So he it may be Jeffrey Epstein right back on the island. And the drone caught him. I don't know if it's him, but it sure looks like him. It just came out. Uh, it just keeps getting better and better. Republican mega donor compares U.S. President to the Prophets of Antiquity in the column, asking why he doesn't get more support from the American Jews. I don't know. And here's Trump's giving her a little award for something uh and opinion trump's jerusalem syndrome who whose end of days messiah does he think he is the president just gave jerusalem to the evangelicals for christmas uh as a capital of their very own after all who else but trump could make the apocalypse great again (laughs) oh man this is insanity absolute total insanity um, and I'm going to go ahead and play this one last clip here because I've got to try to try to uh, squeeze this in. Who used the synthetic drug? Fighting, fighting
1: for the pardon was none other than Alan Dershowitz. He is everywhere. <clears throat> Man, well, how does he have time to even do anything? I mean, he's defending sex predators and drug dealers, and so. Also behind uh, uh, Nomani's release was Moshe uh, Morgatron, uh, which I, uh, is a, a a New York uh, Jewish leader. Uh, so they got they got him out. Uh, Israeli drug smuggler. President Trump, you, you t- know, took the call from Alan Dershowitz and said, "Sure, Alan, we'll, we'll release an Israeli drug smuggler." You know, it's they, not a
0: pardon for General Flint, It's not a pardon for uh, his former campaign manager. So I kind of I I got. It a uh, little bit messed up on where I started that one basically what Trump did is he Trump prematurely pardons a convicted remorseless Israeli drug smuggler that's what that was all about just like the sweetheart deal for Epstein with Acosta um, and who later got you know promoted to the labor secretary of labor or whatever uh, same same deal just different day and and Trump's behind it again Paul Manafort you have know, to remember that these are the people that are being pardoned. Israeli drug dealers with
1: Israeli citizenship. I don't know if it was the very first, but one of the first people that Donald Trump pardoned was a, 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 a New York or New, New Jersey Chabad Lupovich. Meatpacker, right? Meatpacker. he right. <clears throat> had been sent to federal prison on a number of charges. And it, it appears that the Kushners and others managed to get Donald Trump to release him. So if, if you're a uh, Haba Lupovich, you can get a pardon from you the White House. Par- you get a priority pardon, I guess. And so. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, maybe, uh, maybe Jeffrey Epstein will get a Trump pardon because the Daily Beast is reporting today that Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Mark said, Epstein, Mark Epstein said that Donald Trump and his brother Jeffrey Epstein were good friends. He said, I know Trump is trying to distance himself, but they were. Uh, He said, um, Trump used to comp Epstein's mother and aunt at one of his casinos in Atlantic City. Uh An anonymous source told the New York Post that uh, Trump and Epstein were tight. Absolutely. And that they were each other's wingmen. And they helped each
0: other pick women up Uh at bars or at social events. You know, mark epstein uh, rick in a deposition in 2011 noted he's the source of how we know president trump traveled at least at one time on the lolita express other than being in jeffrey epstein's yeah. black book right. mark epstein jeffrey epstein's brother is the source on a deeper connection between those two trump was on the lolita express it, it, and probably very many times it's just that the, the mainstream press, even though they say they're against Trump, has went out of their way to cover that up, just like they went out of the way to cover up the, the six lawsuits paying out $30 million to all the children that Trump's molested.
1: Epstein's trial has been set for June 2020. June 2020. A, a year from now. next year. How's he going to survive in jail for a year?
0: This is this is before he was he was uh, supposedly knocked off in prison. What's the likelihood? But it looks like he's back on Orgy Island now, tending to the plants and tending, probably getting everything set back up for the for the breeder program down below the island there. And you know,
1: alive a year from now. And how? And how do we even know he if he does die in jail or die in prison? How do we even know that he really died? How do we know he's in prison? Yeah, we don't even know that. There could be a double there, for, for all we know. We have no idea. But just the, you know, just the fact they're laying this out, June 2020. Yeah. And they just know that the collective memory of most people by that time is going to be, oh yeah, I remember that Jeffrey Epstein case. I thought we settled that a long time ago. Now, what if he really is? He does go on trial, June 2020 and they hold him in jail for a year and he doesn't die and Mossad doesn't bump him off and Donald Trump doesn't pardon him and he goes on trial in June 2020 what would be the ramifications of a Epstein child sex trial in 2020
4: It would be on par with WikiLeaks the effect that it had in the 2016 election
0: well again they wanted to make sure that didn't happen and that's why they faked his death put a body double in there and whisked him off it appears to be possibly he's back on orgy island but he'll just be from from this point forward he'll probably be a lot more low profile and in, in where you know he's going to be but then again you know he's out in open it sounds like he might be out in the open already on his orgy island so i'm way over in time guys um god bless you and we will lord willing see you in the next audio